hello to everyone and welcome to episode 24 of Rock the Dragon and Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Uh, we are back. We took a week off because of the of what I can only assume was due to the 4th of July uh, holiday, which is, of course, uh, an American holiday. I'm sure I have some listeners that are not from um, the United States, so you may be wondering what's going on with that. I mean, I don't know for a fact that that's why we didn't get an episode, but usually when ho- it seems to be sort of a pattern now that when a holiday comes around, they just do- we don't get an episode. They do some kind of a marathon of something else. So we we missed a week, uh, but don't worry, everything else should still be on track as far as I'm aware of. Uh, episode this is of course episode 24, episode 25, unless something else comes up, which I never know until I check my DVR. <laughs> okay, because I don't really keep. Once again, I don't really keep up with the production of these episodes. So sometimes you'll know in advance that there's not going to be a new episode for that week. But I don't really keep up with that, so I don't find out until usually on Sunday or late Saturday night. Uh, so you know, unless something weird happens, expect episode 25 to be here next week. Uh, of course, remember episode 25 is going to be a special episode. At least I'm hoping so. Uh, I try to do something special for episodes 20 or 25 with my podcast. Once again, if you want to go back and check out Geekly Those podcasts, that's still available as well as Republic City Report and Legend of Core podcast. That one is still up as well. Uh, Geekly Those episode 20 was a special thing. Republic City Report episode 25 was a special thing. So now I'm just trying to carry on a tradition with Rock the Dragon. I have gotten a few recommendations, suggestions, not a ton about some things to do for that. I'll see which ones of those I can pull off. Uh, other than that, I do have one or two things kind of planned. Once again, I'll see if I can pull those off. <laughs> I'm not making any promises. Uh, it, at the very least, we'll just have a regular episode. I mean, we'll do that. But, um, you know, I will try to do something special. So so we'll see about that. Uh, also, if you uh, noticed there were some problems with the podcast last week um, or the week before, I should say, because um, we didn't get an episode last week. Um, but yeah, so you may some of you may have noticed that the, there was a d- delayed sort of um, the, the podcast didn't show up as fast as it normally does. Now, if you head over to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon podcast, OK, it's very important to like that page, not just for my own self-esteem <laughs> and OK and, and encouragement, but uh, you'll know when those problems happen because I immediately went to that page and explained that there was an issue going on to where the podcast was not showing up at, on iTunes uh, the way it should have been, but it was showing up on the other outlets. So if you were someone who listened to iTunes, you were wondering, well, where is the episode? Technically, the episode was, I, I, I put it up on time. It just wasn't showing up. Uh, now, it took me a while to figure this out because I, I checked and I rechecked everything that I did and I was like 2000% convinced that it was something, it was a problem on iTunes' end, which it still kind of is, right? Because the episode showed up on every other outlet. Once again, uh, just a reminder here for you guys that if this happens again, you can also go to Stitcher Radio. Okay, that's Stitcher.com. Stitcher also has an app that's Stitcher. Okay, S T I T C H E R. There's also tune in T-U-N-E space I-N, tune in. There's an app for that, a website for that. And of course, there's Google Play, uh, which is a little bit more difficult to use. I mean, you have to have a Google account, first of all, and you have to log in. You have to find the podcast. It's very hard to find using the app that I've noticed, but I'm sure if you guys are able to do it, you will. 
but just a reminder that those are also options. iTunes is sort of the preferred method because, well, I mean, from it's the easiest, right? It's just the easiest to subscribe. It'll show up right there when, when the new episode is available. It's the best quality. You can download it, all of that. Uh, the other sites don't, there's no advertising. The other sites aren't necessarily like that. Um, though I obviously welcome you to listen however you choose to listen. Um, but yeah, so like the page, there was, there was a problem there and it took me a while. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Okay. This is going to be an honest episode as, <laughs> as every, as is every episode of here. Cause I don't, it's just, there's no point in me bullshitting around with any of this kind of stuff. I made a mistake. I realized later on that, uh, anybody who knows anything about coding and RSS feeds and, uh, all that kinds of stuff and XML, uh, sorry, XMLs and files and stuff is a, this podcast process is actually pretty complicated uh, as far as how you have to write everything up and all that. And it's, it's it's organized in such a way that everything has to kind of be put in a certain way and with certain amount of spaces between it and spelled certain ways. And, you know, because it's coding. So coding is very important. Every little thing, one little thing can be off. So what happened was, is that um, I went to put the episode up on, I think, Tuesday that week. And for the date, I put twos, right? T-U-E-S instead of T-U-E. And that's what caused the problem. <laughs> it's very specific, but that's more of an iTunes sort of re- requirement because the other sites, it worked just fine. But for iTunes, you have to, for the day of the week, you have to put three letters and not four. Okay, so I realized that later on and I took that S off and all of a sudden, bam, there it was. <laughs> it just showed up. So I'm going to try to, you know, make sure that doesn't happen again, something like that. But once again, like the page, that way you'll be up to date and you'll know exactly when there's a problem going on because that's exact. I went directly to that page and started updating uh, everyone on that. And thank you to you guys who reached out. Because I was doing some back and forth sort of discussion with some of my listeners so they could let me know exactly what was working and what wasn't. So I appreciate you guys help with that. With that being said, always feel free to contact me. Otherwise, we have an email segment called What Are You Saying? Uh, where I talk about your emails and we answer your questions and we discuss the things that you wrote in about. I do have a few emails here for this episode. Uh once again, you, you can also message me on the Facebook page uh, as well. So Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast, Rock the Dragon Podcast at gmail.com. Now, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and read one or two of these. I do have another one that uh, actually does pertain to this specific episode, episode 24. So I'll just read that one after we talk about the episode, because I'm sure I'll answer some of those questions when we get to the episode breakdown. Okay, so let's see here. Once again, what are you saying? Send me your email, rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. The first message that I have here is from Robert. Robert, as always, thank you so much for listening. Regular listener here says here, hey man, another great podcast. You are becoming one of my favorite DB podcasts because it is genuinely is different about how you approach the series and everyone else. One thing I wanted to see if I could clarify is that the Namekian Dragon Balls were never destroyed. When the Grand Elder died on Namek, so did Perunga, like if Piccolo died on Earth, and when he was revived, the Namekian Balls came back too. They still had one wish left, which is why he shows up in the middle of Goku vs. Frieza, and Dende wishes for everyone to be teleported to Earth. And the Namekian Balls were transported as well. 
But other than that, great episode. Can't wait for the next one. Robert, thanks so much for that. Thanks so much for that compliment. Uh, once again, uh, <laughs> never, I, I'm never tired of compliments. So anything positive you guys have to say, by all means, send it to me. Also, do not be afraid to leave a review on iTunes, though. As much as I love reading your positive stuff, imagine the effect it could have on the podcast if everyone else got to read that also. So thank you for saying that. Uh, I'm happy to be one of your favorite podcasts. Uh, so, yeah, so I was talking last idea there was just a little bit of confusion about you know it gets very freaking tough to remember the rules of the dragon balls right and everything that happens involving them the the earth dragon balls and the mechian dragon balls shinran Purunga. so i think i was kind of talking about how many times piccolo was killed and exactly what dragon balls how they work and all that stuff and i think i said something about um the balls on Namek being destroyed whenever Namek was destroyed. Uh, Robert is right. That did not happen, uh, which I was kind of fuzzy on that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I remember now Guru died. Yeah, Guru died. And, um, of course, he came back later. I remember them having sort of a wish to where uh, Guru came back. Because even though he wasn't directly killed by Frieza, um his death was still a result of Frieza's actions, right? Because Frieza was kind of killing all of his guru's children in a way. So he died a lot sooner than he would have died. So when that happened, he came back to life. Um, the balls came back and then they wished him and everyone else over to Earth. So yeah, thanks for clearing that up for me. Okay, let's see. Now we're going to jump over to an email here that I got from Rick Blackbeard. Rick is... Um, I'm not sure how long Rick has been listening, but this was the first time you emailed me. So it's always nice to hear from new people. Thank you so much. Um, it reads, hey, Tim, Rick Blackbeard here, a.k.a. Mustache Rick on Facebook. I reactivated my account so I could drop a like on your page. I got a few things to say. First, I love the podcast. It helps me get through my workday, especially when it's longer than 30 minutes. Also, I hope you don't get discouraged about doing the podcast. It sounded like you were last podcast or the week before since you haven't been getting much likes on Facebook or iTunes. But there are people like me who really enjoy what you do and want to hear your take on the later sagas coming up. Well, that's all from me. Looking forward to next podcast episode. Have a good fourth. Rick, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for saying that. Uh, and the fact that you reactivated your Facebook page just to like my page dude that is fucking awesome <laughs> i appreciate that because as someone who has been tempted to delete and deactivate my facebook many times i appreciate you reactivating yours just to give me a like and yeah i, I told you this would be an honest episode and we'll just touch upon this really quickly i'm just going to say this uh yeah of course i get discouraged of course two thousand percent I'm just like you guys. I mean, I'm sure I have some artists out there listening to this. I'm sure I have some musicians listening to this. I'm sure I have some writers listening to this, maybe some fellow podcasters. We're all in, involved in sort of an entertainment sort of a thing, even if we're not necessarily aiming to do that. Uh, and we're all artists, right? We're all creators. And anyone who's been following me for a long time knows that I've been creating things for a very long time. Okay, this podcast may be relatively new, 
only 24, 25 episodes in if you count episode zero. But before that, I did Republic City Report for about 40 plus episodes, I think. And then I, before that, I did Geekly Dose for about 40 plus episodes. Not to mention Tim Bridgewater Geek, all the YouTube stuff. If you go there, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, I've been writing screenplays. I've been making short films. I've been doing everything under the sun. I was in a band for a year and a half recording an album. So I've been... <laughs> more or less hustling my ass off for the better part of a decade or longer just doing different things and i'm not necessarily trying to uh become you know attain any fame or anything like that i enjoy creating things but of course i get discouraged this is just something i want to say because this is something that i that i myself am making an actual attempt to be better at because i'm not i'm not the best at it either but if you find yourself enjoying something that someone does, um, try to tell them about it. You know, it, like it makes such a big difference in keeping people motivated and inspired to do things. And once again, I'm trying to get better at this, too, because it's, it's so easy to watch a video or read a, a, a blog post or uh, listen to a podcast or something and enjoy it and just feel like, hey, it's here. It's free. I'm listening. That's enough. It's never enough. You have to encourage artists. Um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to lecture you guys or anything, but I just think sometimes, you know, we don't realize it because once again, I'm I'm not perfect either when it comes to this kind of stuff. So now I'm making an active effort. OK, and I'm not talking about random Facebook videos, not that dumb shit. OK, because there will be plenty of shit on Facebook where someone will steal someone else's video and, and, and you know, find the original person who made it. Leave, give that person a thumbs up. Give them a comment, subscribe, send them a note because they're, they're they're taking time out of their day or their week or their month or whatever to provide entertainment for you, especially if they're doing it for free. You know, so I myself am trying to get better at that because I know how it feels when I get discouraged. So I, I'm trying to get better at encouraging other people. Also, if you're doing something that's worthwhile and it's affecting people in a positive way and you're entertaining them. Uh, you want to keep that person inspired, you know, especially when it's something as simple as liking a page or leaving a review or something like that. So I'm just going to say that and leave it at that. I mean, I appreciate every single one of you guys that listens to this podcast. I promise you that uh, because I know I have way more listeners than the Facebook page and things like that will actually reflect. Uh, and, it, and that's the believe it or not, that's the most important thing is that you listen. I mean, if you didn't listen, <laughs> I probably would have stopped this thing, you know, 15 episodes ago. So, but you're listening. So that's the most important thing. But if you just want to be that person to go the extra mile and keep me motivated, as well as any other artist or creator, entertainer that you're following, just take that extra moment to show them a little bit of support. And it goes a it goes a long way. I promise you, it goes a long way. Okay, so that was a really long answer to a pretty simple question. But you know, I'm, I'm not. I don't like to sugarcoat stuff. And and it's a real Rick. You had a legitimate question about that, so I'm giving you a legitimate answer. Um, and I hope you guys appreciate the the realness and the honesty that you get here. Okay, so. With all of that being said, uh, Rick did send me another email, but like I said, I will actually read that one after we talk about the episode because it pertains to the episode. So I'll probably answer a bunch of those questions in this discussion. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, 
it's time for the episode talk. So, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast is going to cover episode 24 of Dragon Ball Super, which is titled uh, Clash Frieza versus Goku. This is the result of my training. Well, um, as always, you know, these titles are very on the nose. Um, but it does kind of make you wonder is who is that referring to, right? This is the result of my training. Both Frieza and Goku have been training here. So I guess either one of them could be saying that or both of them, uh, which is probably likely the case here. Here's something that I thought about when I was watching the opening credits, uh, to the episode. Cause you know, sometimes you just got to watch those things cause they change them a lot <laughs> or maybe not a lot, but it seems like every saga they change them. Uh, this is, this is just another problem that I have with Dragon Ball Super. Remember however many episodes ago where they sort of introduced that, that other destroyer god? Remember the one who looked like a fatter version of Beerus? And he also had sort of a, uh, a companion who was sort of the same species as Whis. There's just been no mention whatsoever of that character since that episode. Uh, and that's bad, right? Like, that's not that's not a good thing. Like, who <laughs> you don't just throw these brand new characters out there once or twice and then don't revisit them for like, you know, 10, 12 episodes or whatever. So I just think that that's I'm gonna go ahead and say this. OK, that it was kind of the least of my problems with this episode. This was a terrible episode. Um, I really didn't like it. I don't I don't think that there was a thing that I liked about this episode at all. I could be wrong. I'm going to kind of go back through it and I, I may find something, but uh, I just I can't. I'm, 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 I'm really getting tired of this freezer stuff because all of this stuff is just really poorly written, in my opinion. Um, nothing really happens this episode. OK, let's just say that nothing. I mean, obviously, OK, obviously not to jump too far ahead, but there is a transformation that happens here. That's pretty much the only thing. The rest of it is a lot of kind of standing around and talking a little bit of fighting. You know, uh, I don't think there's any sort of major story stuff going on here. The episode pretty much begins off with Frieza and Goku just kind of, you know, walking toward each other, talking about fighting, starting to kind of get things warmed up a little bit. Uh, very some very poor animation here. And, and I mean, none of this is, should be surprising anymore at this point. But what really pisses me off about this episode, okay, you know what? Okay, animation-wise, fine. I'll give you that. Maybe you're having budget problems. I know that there's some story behind this stuff. I really do, production-wise, in terms of them not having enough money or giving it to studios who weren't as capable in the beginning for whatever reason. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll suck that up. But there are some still shots in here where shit looks bad, too. I mean, there is, like, no excuse why... When one of these characters are standing there, not moving at all, that the art should look bad. I mean, that's just a still image. I can draw Goku better than some of the shots I saw in this episode. And I'm not even a great artist, but I can copy stuff really well. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll start that, that Rock the Dragon Instagram that I talked about and I'll post some of my old Dragon Ball Z drawings, okay? Because I can I can sit there I can't draw as great out of my head, but I can look at something and draw it pretty well. So I mean I don't there's just kind of no excuse for some of these shots where these characters just don't look right. 
I mean, like I said, I'll give you the animation. I'll give you the animation. Hey, that's a complex thing. I, there's a lot that goes into animation. I'm not going to pretend to know the ins and outs of animation. I certainly can't do it. So I hate to insult anyone. But the shots where they're just kind of standing still, there's kind of no excuse for that to look like shit. There's really no excuse, you know. And the funny thing is, is that uh, I really do believe that. Let's just say, for example, Dragon Ball Super was a brand new show, right? That there was no predecessor. There was no Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball or any of that. That this was the very first time we see any of this. It'd be fine. We'd probably be happy with it. We'd be like, you know what? This is cool. This is cool because there wouldn't have been a, a previous thing to live up to, right? We've seen better than this. So that's why we pick on it. Because I've seen anime that's animated and looks way worse than Dragon Ball Z. But if that's the bar that they set for themselves and it's remained consistent, then that's okay because that's their thing, right? You get used to it looking that way because that's their style. But Dragon Ball is known for much better than this, man. Okay, especially when we've gotten two movies, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, based on these two sagas, the same sagas we, we, we are rewatching that look way better because they're movies, you know. Now, I don't expect it to be movie quality. Obviously, there's a lot more budget that goes into feature length movies, <laughs> you know, that air in the theater. But man, I gosh, it is really kind of depressing now. I had how bad some of this stuff looks. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's just distracting now. But had this been our first time seeing this, we'd be like, okay, fine. You know, we just kind of, you just kind of accept that that's what it is. But when I can go all the way back to season one of Dragon Ball Z and find better animation than I'm seeing in this, then that, that's a problem. I'm going to try not to harp on his animation for too much, man. Because, I mean, it's probably, you guys are probably getting tired of hearing me talk about it. <laughs> but it's just so prevalent and it's so distracting. Okay, so, yeah, so, you know, Goku and Frieza kind of get into it here, and there's nothing incredibly exciting going on here. I mean, they, they kind of do one of these, these things where they grab each other's hands, you know, like, uh, I don't know, they're just kind of put trying to push each other back. There's nothing too surprising about that. I mean, that's kind of a Dragon Ball Z thing that happens every now and then. It usually looks better than this, but fine. Other than that, we go back and forth to Boma and Jaco and Krillin and Tian, but overall, no one here is really saying anything all that surprising, okay? They're just kind of commenting on what they're seeing. Um, now, um, with Goku and Frieza, you know, they're kind of talking to each other, and I gotta say that there's some moments in here, don't, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, Dragon Ball Z was notorious for having scenes and moments that went on for a very long time of them just talking to each other. So that's there's nothing wrong with that. OK, that's kind of normal. But at least then they would have uh, a s several yards of space in between them. Right. Like one person's on one side of the mountain. The other person's on the other side of the mountain. And they're kind of talking. It makes sense because they're fighting each other. But there there's like so many shots in this episode. Uh, where Goku and Frieza or Goku, Frieza and Vegeta are all like kind of standing like a foot away from each other just talking and I'm like I don't understand why you would be that close to someone you're trying to fight and having a conversation it just it, it took me out of the moment it just it was a little bit too unbelievable okay you know Frieza destroyed your home planet okay Vegeta <laughs> killed everyone you knew and loved okay at least in Vegeta's case assuming that he loved anybody I don't know uh, not only that, he was, you were pretty much a slave for years. Um, 
Frieza killed Krillin. He killed Piccolo. He killed countless amount of Namekians. Who knows how many other people across the universe. There's no reason why they should ever be standing that close to him having a conversation. You know, this kind of stuff is just, I was maybe willing to let some of this stuff slide a long time ago, but now no. You know, it's time to fight. <laughs> Freeze is the most evil villain they've ever come across, it seems like. Because unlike Boo, you know, Boo was created to destroy stuff. You can only be so mad at him about that. It's like, you know what? You, that was your purpose, man. You were, you were born and created to just annihilate every damn thing you come across. But Frieza chooses to be evil, you know? He kind of has, so like that makes him a worse villain in my opinion. If you've seen the beauty of the world and you can still, you're still that evil. I mean, Majin Buu, Fat Buu, just didn't know any better in the beginning. And he ended up being a good guy in the end. But there's no redeeming Frieza here. So why are we having a conversation with him? Fight him, let's get this shit over with. Cause this saga is pissing me off. Anyway. Okay, yeah, so I'm not I'm really not gonna get into a lot of this, man, because I don't I really don't feel like anything worth talking about happened here. There's some there's some key blast ex exchanges that happens here. There's a moment where Frieza launches a blast at Krillin, uh, which uh, it seems to me would have been very easy to dodge considering he's sitting there for like five minutes looking at the thing. But Goku kind of rushes over there and knocks it away. Um, I mean, I guess it is revealed here that it's not revealed. It's just kind of a reminder that this is Frieza. And he's basically saying, hey, I'm going to go after whoever I want and whatever I need to do to kill you. Um, once again, this is like a very amped up, over exaggerated version of the Frieza that I'm used to. Um, but I guess he's just that angry and he's just saying that, you know, I'll kill whoever I have to kill and do whatever I have to do to make you suffer. Now, one redeeming quality about this episode, something I mentioned before, I think, is some of the dialogue that they give Frieza is actually pretty good. And the voice actor is actually killing it because he sounds menacing as hell <laughs> saying some of those lines. Uh, so there, there is that. There's also something in here. There's a moment where there's a comment made um, where they mention that Jaco looks like Frieza which I don't agree with, really. I mean, yeah, Jaco's got some purple and he's got like these weird sort of ear things going on. But other than that, I don't really see a, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't even understand why Jaco is here. You know, okay, fine. You know, he was a character that was in a manga years ago in Japan that uh, was either before or during Dragon Ball, but he really has nothing to do with this series. Um, so it's weird that Bulma won't let him leave. <laughs> he keeps trying to leave, but she's like, no, you're not going anywhere. It's like, well, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? We do learn that he, he apparently can watch people fight at really high speeds. Okay, so I don't know if that's somehow going to come back around to mean something at some point, but I doubt it. We do get to see Piccolo for a minute. Uh, of course, his car carcass is pretty much just sitting up on top of Kami's lookout at this point. Uh, once again, I'm sorry to say it, but Piccolo's death didn't really have any impact on me this time around. It's just they've been handling the writing so terribly, I think, with this saga that it just didn't mean anything when it happened. Uh, not to mention that I don't know if he really did much in that moment. I mean, saving Gohan's life was cool and all, but he had no reason to believe at that moment that Frieza wouldn't just kill Gohan anyway. Because Gohan was almost already pretty much at the brink of death. <laughs> so... I don't know. It just it makes it mean even less in that case. Okay. 
but yeah so we get a lot of we get some key blast ex exchanges here between goku and frieza but it just doesn't look very good it doesn't it just it just made me miss dragon ball z honestly like these shots where they kind of shoot these ball these balls of light at each other you know techniques that they don't ever use man i mean i don't remember goku ever doing anything like that in the past i mean i'm sure there's an example somewhere but you know he usually goes for the kamehameha or some quicker faster longer bigger blasts but not like these little scatter shot moves um so that's different too uh, but it could just be once again an animation restriction based on what budget they have on what kind of moves they decide to use here there's a moment where frieza tries to poke goku in the eyes it's just another opportunity i guess to show how desperate he is and that he would kind of do anything to win here now one of the most disappointing things about this episode believe it or not i haven't gotten to everything yet <laughs> even though with everything that i've said is that Vegeta decides to jump into the fight, right? And uh, initially, I'm thinking, okay, so he has a plan here. There's some, there's something we don't know about. He has some kind of a plan where he's going to pretend like he's attacking Goku, and he's going to, you know, I don't know, he's going to surprise Frieza with something, or just some kind of like strategy here. But ultimately, we just end up finding out that he did that because he was mad because they're not because they're playing around. They're not using their full power. And he's like, I'm not going to sit on the sideline while you guys mess around here because I want to fight. Uh, terrible writing. Terrible writing. I'm sorry. I just I, I didn't like that at all. I mean, it just seemed like a complete like they really couldn't figure out anything else to put in this part of the episode because they're trying to stretch this out for some reason. So they decided to make him do that. But I mean, gosh, Vegeta, how old are you? You're not a child. That, it, it just seems like such a childish thing to do. It's like, why would you go and attack Goku when the guy, Frieza killed you. He killed you on Namek. Go after him. But you're going to go after Goku? This is this writing is bad. This is one of the worst episodes of the saga, or if not the series so far. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, but it's just disappointing because it just doesn't make any sense that he would do that. You know, I mean, Vegeta can be an angry guy, but is he is he a temper tantrum sort of an angry guy? I never really seen him as that. You know, he has his pride and honor. And normally he would stand on the side and say, you know what? I'll let you have your turn and I can have mine. And maybe he's just getting fed up. But I just the way it's handled just kind of seems like they were just trying to kill time for the episode they, it's like they didn't have anything else and then right after that is where they decide to kind of talk to each other in a circle Vegeta starts this slow clap which once again I'm thinking okay <laughs> this is some kind of a technique that I'm not aware of this slow clap he's he's somehow using this to I don't know gather energy for some new attack that he some new technique that he learned no he's just he's just clapping for Frieza I guess to piss him off which I mean, that's that's kind of Vegeta like, you know, he does kind of toy around with his his opponents and stuff like that. But it just I don't know the way that it played out had me thinking because they made they put such emphasis on it is that, OK, he's gathering energy. This is a part of something. He's he's there's a reason for this clap. Uh, but it, no, he's just doing it to piss freeze off. And had it been had it ended up being funny, 
then maybe I would have been okay with it. But it's not funny. It just kind of takes up time and doesn't really do anything. Um, so at the end, he just kind of says, okay, never mind. I'll let you guys fight. Well, what the hell was the point of that? You just killed seven to eight minutes of the episode with this bullshit. With them, <laughs> with him interrupting the fight, fighting, Goku wondering what's going on. Tien makes says one of the dumbest things in the history of the Dragon Ball franchise, which is, uh, I don't know, uh, could it be because Frieza's back and his old master? And I'm like, Tian, shut up. Like, if you think for one second <laughs> that Vegeta would turn and join Frieza in a moment like this, you know absolutely nothing. Now, Tian probably sp spent the least amount of time with Vegeta than any of the characters on the show. But I just thought that that was terrible. It's like, no, why? I mean, come on, man. He would never rejoin Frieza. Why would anybody think that for a second? Legitimately. Now, I could see someone thinking that he's pretending to join Frieza in order to get the drop on him. But Tien sounded pretty convinced. And I'm just thinking to myself, God damn it. Did you really just say that? As if that would happen. I mean, come on. Vegeta's proven himself by now. I mean, he's made a lot of mistakes, but come on. He did blow himself up for the sake of the planet. You know, I don't think we have to worry about him like joining the bat. Even when he was under Bobbity's control as Majin Vegeta, he only did that so he could be stronger than Goku. Which he thought he was, but he technically wasn't. But that's the only reason he did it. And even then, he would not listen. He wouldn't actually follow Bobbity's commands. And this was a wizard. <laughs> this was a wizard whose ability to manipulate the evil in someone's heart gave him the power to control them. Even he couldn't control Vegeta. And you think Vegeta's going to, like, turn and join Frieza just because he's back? Bad writing. Bad writing. That's all I can call that. So basically, they get to a point where they just kind of start talking about, okay, well, let's go ahead and let's power up once and for all. Let's get it done. Let's see what's up. Uh, Goku begins to power up. Uh, and we finally get our rival, our official rival of Super Saiyan Blue. Okay. Um, which I, I do like the design of, ultimately. I mean, even though the animation here and stuff like that isn't very great, I do like the way Super Saiyan Blue looks. I actually prefer it over the regular Super Saiyan God. Um, but I like Super Saiyan God. I mean, so I, I actually prefer this, though. And I guess it's because, well, other than the fact that he has blue hair, he just looks like Super Saiyan Goku, <laughs> right? A design that we're, like, so used to. And the transformation that I did like, I mean, I like the way the blue energy just kind of shattered and broke away from him. I thought that that was very cool. Um... It wasn't the most epic transformation in terms of taking, you know, 30 minutes to do it. That could be a good or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. Uh, I love the aura. If you notice, his aura is kind of floating upward and there's all like the little magical sort of those little tiny energy beams just kind of hovering and floating upward, you know, giving off that deity sort of um heavenly sort of presence uh so i i really like that i really like the aura there that's probably the best thing about this entire episode i mean it's just that he, he goes super saiyan blue um the explanation of it is a little crazy which they themselves make fun of in the show frieza makes fun of it 
you know, essentially Super Saiyan Blue is Super Saiyan God, but it is the Super Saiyan form of Super Saiyan God. Okay, so if you if you looked at Super Saiyan God as being like the regular, because you remember with Super Saiyan God, Goku's hair, the shape of his hair didn't change, just the color of it did. So he looked like regular black haired Goku in terms of his hair and the shape, but it was red. So now Super Saiyan Blue is the Super Saiyan form of that, if I'm understanding correctly. Um, so it's kind of silly, but it almost kind of makes sense, too. <laughs> so that, that pretty much sums up Dragon Ball as a whole. I need to just get a t-shirt made that says, you know what? Uh, Dragon Ball Z is kind of silly, but it kind of makes sense, too. And there's a lot of cool fighting in it. Bam, there it is. So that happens. That's pretty much the end. That happens. He powers up Super Saiyan Blue. They talk about it. Next episode, I'm sure we can expect Golden Freezer to show up. Hopefully, we'll bring in a budget for this because you would think that they would have allocated the funds better to where the budget would have been used. Uh, the bulk of the budget would have been used more so on the bigger episodes, meaning transformations, epic battles, those kinds of things. And in the Battle of God saga, they kind of did that. I mean, a lot of that stuff where Goku and Beerus were fighting in like outer space looked awesome. So, you know, maybe they're just kind of like, you know what, we'll just kind of make this transformation quick and brief so we can kind of save some of the money for the later stuff. I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating here. But that's pretty much what happens there. Uh, so obviously, if you have any questions, comments about any of that that I just said, send me an email, rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. That being said, we're going to head back over to what are you saying? And I'm going to read Rick's second email that pertains to this episode. So Rick writes, hey, Tim, Rick Blackbeard here. Just wanted to get my thoughts on the new episode. For the most part, it was really good and the animation stayed pretty solid throughout. But the standout for me was how we got some classic Vegeta. I like I, I like how he gets pissed at Goku for not going all out and the smile and the attitude he gives Frieza was classic. I also really liked how Frieza made fun of the Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue at first. That's how I felt, too. I feel Goku's transformation to blue hair die Saiyan wasn't as epic as when he first turned Super Saiyan. I understand they want to show how strong he's gotten, but it was missing that feel. Well, that's all for me. Can't wait to hear your thoughts later. Rick Blackbeard. P.S. Feel free to read any of my emails on the podcast. I'm always down to be a part of it. Rick, thank you so much. Now, Rick. Wow. Now, after <laughs> after hearing me say all that stuff I just said, uh, I'm sure you have to. I'm sure you realize that I, I can't. I don't necessarily agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get it. You you enjoyed it. You thought I, I just have to. I, I can't. I did not feel I did not like this episode at all. Uh, I thought the animation was pretty bad throughout most of it. Um, I, I also appreciated the fact that we did get some classic Vegeta. Like I said, I, when he was clapping, that was kind of weird just because the way that it played out made it seem like something else was going to come out of that, that he was somehow summoning power to do something, but it was, it did fit under his personality to sort of taunt someone that he's fighting. So that does make sense. I don't, I didn't like that. He, uh, tried to fight Goku because he was throwing a temper tantrum about, you know, I, I didn't like any of that. I just felt it felt like filler. It felt like they just needed to put something else in the middle of the episode so they can save the transformation for the very end. You know, that's just what it felt like to me. Uh, and no, 
No, the the transformation to Super Saiyan Blue was not as epic as say the first one. Oh no, I, I mean I don't think to me I don't think there is a transformation that is as epic as Goku's initial Super Saiyan transformation. I mean, even the Super Saiyan God thing was not that impressive to me. I mean, it looked good, but I feel like it went on for way too long. And plus, once again, that was sort of a cheap sort of transformation. You know, they kind of, he didn't really earn that. Um, so I, I've always kind of had a problem with that one in terms of that. But no, it's not, you know, but you know what? I almost, it, it's funny because I could have gone either way. You know, I could have I could have gone for a, a longer, more dramatic transformation, but I'm also kind of OK with a shorter one just because, well, we've gotten so many of those. Right. We've gotten so many of those long, drawn out ones and especially like the Super Saiyan God ones where I don't think it needed to be as long as it was. I'm kind of glad that they just kind of jumped ahead with this one. Uh I wish the animation was better, but I did. Once again, I did appreciate the way the energy particles kind of broke away from him. I thought that that was cool. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely missing that feel. I mean, I don't think any I could be wrong. OK, but I don't think any of these transformations we're going to get from now on are ever going to compare to something like the first Super Saiyan one, because that was the first time we've seen something like that. Right. And every time these characters transform again, I feel like it becomes less and less significant just because. As with anything, the more you do something, the less value it has. You know, it starts to get watered down. It's like, okay, every week there's a new transformation. It's not going to be as important or it's not going to stand out as much. It's not going to have as much of an impact as it once had. And I think I've kind of accepted that now. Um, I hope I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope at some point there's another transformation down the line that is that makes me tear up the way. You know, Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time did, but I'm not expecting that. Oh, Goku, Gohan going Super Saiyan 2 or even Super Saiyan level one. You know, even that was epic to me, you know, because it was a result of this culmination of events and they showed flashbacks and, you know, someone got hurt or people got beaten up or he had a realization. Right. Uh, but now it's just kind of like well, now we're just powering up because we're stronger. You know, we're you know, I'm going Super Saiyan level whatever blue i mean they, they don't even use numbers anymore um just because i'm stronger now so you know I, it's going to lose some value when that happens okay rick thanks so much for sending that email very much appreciated uh yeah guys so this has pretty much been episode 24 of the podcast once again uh next week episode 25 i'm gonna try to do some cool things uh i'm thinking about doing maybe some sort of a giveaway of some sort I can't make any. The reason why I'm not going into too many specifics here is because I don't know if this stuff's going to happen. <laughs> um, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And if you guys would take a moment to go to Facebook.com slash Rock Dragon Podcast, like that page. I'll leave me a review on iTunes if you have an opportunity. Obviously, all of that helps all of this as if my major monologue at the beginning of this podcast wasn't enough. <laughs> I'm going to just say that one more time. So, um. Yeah, thank you guys. And uh, I, I had a couple of people actually ask me about Tim Bridge Water Geek. Remember that? My YouTube. I haven't given up on that completely, but it's kind of sort of the same thing, right? I, I put out about six or seven videos um, that I put a lot of time into, and they're just not getting. It's. Don't get me wrong. It's it's YouTube. It's difficult to get people to find your stuff, regardless. So I expected that. 
But I think until or unless I have a really good reason to make another video, that's probably just going to be on hiatus for now. We'll see what happens. I mean, it could be something that happens within the next week. We'll see. But it's still there. So if you want to head over to YouTube.com slash TimberIsWaterGeek, Facebook.com slash TimberIsWaterGeek, like that page, you can still see everything else that I've made. There's plenty of other stuff there to look at. Okay. So this has been a longer episode. So Rick, I hope you appreciate that. Hope it gets you through your your work days and all the rest of you guys as well. So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater and I will see you next time.